Welcome everybody back to another season of Urbanetón. I am so fucking hyped and excited to be with you guys again. It's been way too long since we did the last episode. You know, we got some good shit planned for this season, let me tell you that. But without further ado, I did want to introduce the fact that we do have a new co-host for this season. I will let our new host introduce herself, so take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Issa. Yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this. She's very excited. Trust me, guys. We're all very uh, excited. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> that was so dumb. Anyhow, Isa, why don't you start off by... I'm just going to ask you like three questions right now. So why don't you start off by telling us your age, your astrological sign, because I know you're really into astrology and all that type of shit, and your favorite reggaeton artist and why. So I am 20 years old. My astrological sign is Pisces, which means my birthday was in March, March 13th. And my favorite reggaetonero happens to have the same birthday as me, and that is Osuna. That's my baby daddy. That is true. That is her her baby daddy is Metaphorical baby daddy. Not metaphorical. (laughs) What is it? Hypothetical. 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 All right, so today's topic is going to revolve around Bad Bunny's new... Is it highly anticipated? The idea that it was anticipated, but like literally no one knew what was what no. it was going to be. Mm-mm. The suspense. It's like, I feel like this is like a common theme like we're seeing now all the time. Let's just talk about like how we got here. Because I feel like the journey to when we get a Bad Bunny album starts like way before the album even comes out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where does it start off? It starts off with, would you say, like, the music video for the Kitty probably, or no? Was it the Kitty? Yeah, yeah, where he puts it right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Mm-hmm. And then, I, yeah, that was the first time I had seen anything about that. Nothing before. Yeah, I've never seen any. In the interview that we just watched, he was saying how, like, he put the image of, like, he has a whole bunch of albums laying out on a table, and he picks which ones he wants to put on the next album. <laughs> it wasn't like that. No. He, I feel like it just kind of happened once he put his mind to it. Yeah. He has. I feel like he's the type of artist to put the theme together before the album. Do you feel or like, like that's the songs? Important? Do you think albums are better that way if they have like a, a theme? Yeah, I mean it depends on what angle you're trying to go at. What do you think the angle was for this? Um, I feel like it's very storytelling. He was trying to like tell another story. Like I feel like. With the other album, Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana, he was trying to portray that story of him as a kid. But he didn't really put any direct focus in his songs about it. It was just, like, the concept. And in this one, he, in most of his songs, he's telling a story about something. He's using his vocal abilities to not rap, but to sing a song about a story. Do you think it's been his, like, most, like, experimental like kind of project or album he's put out? Yeah. to Personally, out of the four albums he has... This is definitely, like, most experimental out of, like, what you'd expect. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I had to listen to this a couple times just to, like, really, like, understand it. And then when I listened to it, I think, like, about the fourth time, I did it, like, by myself. So that way, like, I wasn't distracted. I, like, really tried to mm-hmm. listen to it and get the message. And then at first, like, I wasn't really a big fan of it. I just thought, like, whatever he tried doing for me being biased like it didn't work Mm -hmm. but as i listened to it more i just learned to i guess like appreciate it in a different way and also not comparing it to his other albums that he's put out yeah that's really true because i've heard him say in like interviews or like videos of him where he's talking about whatever anything and he says that like he doesn't want 
people to compare him to what he's done previously because everything is its individual piece exactly it's individual project i just feel like with that too um the reason why you can't compare his other projects because i feel like i mentioned this before how he's in totally different mindsets and headspaces when he when he does these projects yeah like i feel sure. like por, like if you look at por siempre i feel like a lot of that album was a lot of heartbreak okay yeah like that's the kind of headspace he was in that that's that's my opinion at least if like no one agrees with my opinion then go ahead and say like i'm stupid and i'm wrong but i mean that's just what i think at least what do you think the vibes like what did you feel when listening to this i really liked how instrumental he was and how much he focused on rather than just like producer like a dj beat he focused on a lot of like live music sound um and with that he was able to like do a completely different con not concept but a different sound I feel like that's another thing about him and his project. He wants each project to have a different sound. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, the sound, I think that's like the one of the number one things with this album. The sound is completely different from mm -hmm. anything we've ever heard from him. Um, in the best possible way, though, because I feel like as an artist, you have to have some sort of evolution. I feel like, mm -hmm. like, yes, Bad Bunny is loved and like has so many fans like everywhere and is like like pro arguably like the most popular reggaetonero in the game right now mm -hmm. but i feel like that if you continue to do this do the same thing no matter if you're bad bunny no matter if you're balvin no matter if you're anuel people will eventually get tired of it but then it also works for some people oh my god we watched this movie on, on hulu the other day like and like they, it was about a pop star and i keep thinking about the their phrase is like having an angle and like that's literally what mm -hmm. it is and it, like it just made me realize so many things about the music industry but oh. i'm saying more on like how the industry works of like you have to have like how you're able to succeed and be famous like yeah oh, your skills yeah. have a lot to do with it but also like your angle and like i feel right like with this for bad bunny it's like he's trying to find different versions of himself in the industry he as a person doesn't want to be known as just like a one type musician well, other people, like, they have their type. I know exactly what you mean. He's, like, I, with this album, he proved that, that he can, you know. And at first, like, he came out doing trap. Then mm -hmm. he started transitioning more to, like, I don't know, like, reggaeton. And then now he's transitioned to, like, shit. We, all, we got all kinds of variety in this album. We got, like, rock, um, like, sp Spanish indie. I don't even know if you want to yeah, call it that. Yeah, Spanish indie. Yeah. A lot of, like, guitar, piano combinations of rock with trap yeah i noticed that a lot yeah i didn't really even feel like there was many like just basic like reggaeton beats in any of his songs either like to think to like a typical reggaeton beat i didn't find that in any of his songs personally mm, and even if either. they were they were very subtle i didn't either if you want to make the argument you can say that like when he has like when he's like switches from like rock to like to to trap but that's just like i don't know but it was subtle. yeah i feel like a song that that is comparable by him is like that like that was very like reggaeton type. yeah yeah but course. like besides that song there wasn't anything that was like traditional reggaeton mm -mm. yeah no what do you think of him having only three features i think that's really cool i think he also was trying to show his artistry um by like just having an album with just mainly him and then just having people who he felt needed. I don't know, whatever his reasonings were to have only those couple people on those songs. Yeah, I like that. I really like that a lot. I think for an artist to do an album with, like, very minimal features, it takes a lot of balls. Why? Because it's like you're, like, 
with I feel like with features sometimes you rely on the other artists to kind of like make the song better. Yeah, but I feel like Bad Bunny doesn't need to do that. Like it's exactly. it, I feel like for Bad Bunny he it's like he's trying to bring up artists. Like he's using his platform to bring up people, not using other people's platform to bring them up. Mm-hmm. But it's like good that Bad Bunny did it now. Like what's that song called? Oh, sorry, Papi. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of this girl, Abra, Abra. I think that's mm-hmm. how you say it. I've never heard of her before, but now we, I mean, now we know who she is. She's on a Bad Bunny album, you know. That's what I'm saying. He's using smaller artists. Mm-hmm. Like when he did Yo Perreo Sola, he did that lesser known yeah, artist. I think her name is like Nessie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which is even cooler because she signed with um, Hear This Music, which is DJ Luyan's label, mm-hmm. and then they had beef like for a while. I was thinking about that too because lately I've been listening to a lot of songs that keep saying that with Bad Bunny saying DJ Luyan. But like I remember that episode you guys did last season, I like I thought that they never did stuff together. All of Bad Bunny's early music, so from like 2016 to like 2018, 20 maybe parts of 2019. Mm-hmm. If you hear, if if you're listening to a Bad Bunny song, you're, you're gonna hear hear this music, DJ Luyan, or Mambo Kings, or a combination mm-hmm. of those three. Well, what Bad Bunny claims is that he produced all of his songs, mm-hmm. and that DJ Luyan just kind of put his name on it. So, like, his name could give him more, like, clout. Oh, Because he was obviously first starting out. But then Luyan claims that, oh, no, I deserve more recognition, more credit from you. Bad Bunny made it seem like DJ Luyan didn't do anything, but just give him his name and that was it. Uh And Luyan, like, wants, like, his respect, his credit. He's like, oh, he should be thanking me for, like, being this relevant now and all this shit. So, like, that's why, like, the beef was there. Because neither one of them, I guess, wanted to acknowledge, like, what role they both played with each other in their careers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why it was like a super big deal for Bad Bunny to include Nessie on Yo Perreo Sola because mm-hmm. she signed with Luyan. Oh. Obviously, if you don't like someone, for, for the most part at least, if you don't like someone or you hate someone or you have beef with them, you're not going to help them, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like whatever music she makes is obviously going to help Luyan because it's his label. She mm-hmm. signed to him. He's going to get money. Why do you think he made this album the way it was? Like, why did he decide to call this album by this name? Why do you think he put these songs together? Um, I feel like he was just, yeah, how he was just trying to show that he can do more than just, like, what everybody expects from him. And I feel like he was just trying to experiment more with himself, find other... Because I saw an interview where he was saying how, like, he... How he feels that every artist goes through that phase where, like, they want to retire, that they want to be done. But then after thinking over that thought that usually what will happen is like they take a break focus on other things and that's something he focused on in the interview that he wants to focus on other things he has other goals he has other aspirations including music and maybe not including music who knows he wants to be an actor oh yeah i heard isn't he gonna be in is that like a rumor is that true he's gonna it's be... true he's gonna be in narcos yeah season okay. three so a big thing too is that everyone kept saying he's gonna retire he's gonna retire he's gonna retire what do you think is he gonna retire no i don't think he's gonna retire i think he like he said in the what i mentioned about the interview he's mm-hmm. gonna he wants to take a break and do other things i don't doubt he's gonna stop making music he just might not like release it or like do what he does now maybe he's just this is all just a big show like in their own ways artists do like their own type of like break retirement without addressing it as a retirement break mm-hmm. or not retirement break but just a break yeah, they never address it. They just stop releasing music for however long they want yeah. to do it for. Mm-hmm. 
exactly uh, i mean it's not like bad bunny already releases music all the time either you know what are some uh songs on this album that cut your attention i'm kind of like i i'm kind of over dakiri like i don't think it's like oh mood i'm over it i've been over it actually like i've it's my own fault though personally okay. i overplayed that song a lot yeah you played it all the time i did like i'd play that song like in the morning when i go to work like that was the first song i'd play in the car or like even just any other time i get in the car it's always the first song i play and then while i'm driving around play it again at some point yeah i i just like never like fell in love with it from the beginning like yeah the more times i listened to it i'm not gonna lie i liked it a little more mm-hmm. but i never i was ne- i was never in love with it like i saw a bunch of people were on like instagram snap and then like all the tiktoks you would show me of like people playing the song and like saying how great it was and like i feel like i'm like i'm gonna get slapped in the face for that and they're gonna be like oh my god how can you say that how can you say that song isn't good like yes it's good but it's not like i don't love it yeah i love it i really thought this was a really good album i don't know like i feel like i kind of take a lot of things into consideration like from different aspects like i really like the album cover it's so unique the concept uh, all the songs on it, it was really different. I, don't, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I feel like he really tested his ability to sing. And I feel like he's wanting to prove that he's more of a... He can be a singer rather than just an artist. Because an artist is anything. People who rap, people who are musicians, people who like play instruments, people who sing, people who do like all types of singing. Mm-hmm. Like That's an artist. Even dancers are artists, uh, yeah. stuff like that. But I feel like he's really trying to prove him as a singer and his vocal abilities. I feel like he's really testing his range. Yeah, he definitely was. In this album. He gave a lot of like acapella, really soft instrumental, so you really focused on the voice. Mm-hmm. It was more like the... I feel like in reggaeton, it's always like a contrast of the beat and the music and the voice. Like what the lyric, you know? Yes, I agree with you. It's like... The beat really has to like kind of like dictates the flow in some way Mm -hmm. yeah because that's how it is usually like what is it with reggaeton it'll say hear a beat and then they make lyrics to it yeah and i feel like with him like he was just trying to focus more on his voice and have a soft instrumental for most Mm -hmm. for some songs or have like like any like other type of music where it's like a sadder beat a happier beat or like the type of music the type of song dictates the type of like emotion he's provoking in this in the lyric that's exactly it um an example of that one i can think of i can think of so many is well actually no there's like a kind of like a lot of not heartbreak songs but like just like like just songs where he's like more in his feels like mm-hmm. the first one that came to mind is de deseo lo mejor mm-hmm. um that's a song i actually really liked like a lot i'm usually not it's not that i don't like bad bunnies like sad tracks i feel like they're so sad and so good to the point where like it gets me in my feels so like i try <laughs> to avoid them but I like love being in my feels. I don't enjoy it particularly. <laughs> <laughs> We're the opposite. Like I don't like being in my feels a lot. But that's so true. You are. That's why you love Setch and like yes. like sad sad like, artists. All, oh, I've always seen these memes about how like when you're not in a sad mood, but you play your sad mood playlist to get in a sad mood. Yeah. So another like these. I thought La Noche de Anoche. Right? Is that how you say it? La no. Noche de Anoche. Yeah. Uh, with Rosalia, I thought that song was very, like, emotional. I also feel like Treyas. 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 I didn't really like that one. 
I love that song. But that is an example of a song. That's what I put down as well. That it's like, that's a song, especially where he's definitely trying to experiment with different sounds in his vocal range. I've been listening to this album nonstop, but like low key, some songs are hard for me to like remember the lyric, remember like the, the beat. Oh my God. Let's talk about Maldita Pobreza. Oh my gosh. This yes, song. I, I wrote some good stuff for that one. Yeah, it's, it's good. The first thing, there's so many topics about this song. Like from like a musical aspect but also just from like social media mm-hmm. but when i first heard this song it gave me at first i i don't know when i heard this song it gave me such like 80s or like 90s 2000 spanish rock mm-hmm. vibes and then i showed the song to my mom because i know she would like it because she likes bad bunny and then like i know she liked this song because like i kind of remember growing up with like this vibe of music and she, the first thing she said oh this sounds like my now i'm like oh my god yeah. that's the yeah. artist or that's the band that right, is it artist or band it's a band yeah. yeah that's the band that like i automatically associated this song with it is so good different vibe yeah, it is totally different. I, I agree with you 100% though that it does sound like Mana. On Thanksgiving night, Black Friday, midnight, whatever, when the song dropped, I was so tired that night that I didn't even like, want to listen to it. Like I wanted to be in a good headspace. I wanted to like sit down and listen to it. So I'm like, I'm not going to rush to listen to it just because it just came out. Like I saved it right when it came out. But yeah. I'm like, I'm saving this and I'm going to sleep. But the next day before I got the chance to actually listen to it, because I didn't listen to it till, like late Friday night. Yeah. Um, and like all day Friday, if I'd go on TikTok, I always kept finding TikToks with this song, Yo Visto Asi. And like, I don't know, I really liked it. That was the, one of the first songs that I heard that also had like that rock vibe. That like, that's what gave me the impression and gave me the sense of idea of what this album might be. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yes. Like, I, I don't know how to put that, like, how to describe that. Like, it just gave me kind of like an insight to what to maybe expect from the album. Okay. When I heard this song. And I feel like it really did, because definitely this album was more of like a rock. Rock indie? I don't know. Rock even... indie, yeah. He had a really good bar in that one that I loved. It's like, Botellas Nike si firme con Adidas. <laughs> I thought that was badass, because if you guys don't know, he has a sneaker with Adidas that's coming out sometime next year, early next year. Mm. I wonder if that one's going to be super exclusive. I really hope Most not. likely it will be. Uh, so he, him, Bad Bunny, and his, I don't know if it's really him or if it's like his marketing and like the companies he's associated, he's working with. But shit, is his stuff expensive? Tell him oh how much my- that hoodie is. Oh my god, the hoodie's freaking 120 bucks, basically. Like, okay, 120 bucks for like... I'm not gonna spend that on a freaking hoodie. I mean, if we're comparing it to another artist, Balvin dropped Murakami and like a Colo- Colores, like his album, like collab, and that's like 180. But still, like that's like that's a collab with like a Murakami ve- with like a very exclusive like fashion artist. So like 180, I still think is expensive, but kind of justifies it. Yeah. maybe a tiny bit, but like 120. I justify it. But like 120 when for just it's a like, hoodie. Yeah, and it's just kind of like oh, and then what I was saying about Malita Pobreza, like all the memes of like. Oh, maldita pobreza for, like, after buying Bad Bunny's merch. Or I can't buy, like, Bad Bunny's merch porque de esta maldita pobreza. Like, they kept making, like, memes about it. It was so funny. People are broke as hell right now, especially because of Rona. For real. He's probably broke as hell, too. Maybe. Not broke as hell, but, like, compared to, like, maybe how he was before. Because artists aren't making a lot of money right now. They're not touring. Yeah. That's where they get most of the, their money from nowadays because, you know. Yeah, what I was going to say, it's like, it's kind of interesting though. It's like, dude, like, you didn't grow up having all this money and all your fans are like pretty 
probably have similar background to you. You're making your shit super expensive. Oh my god, a song that I thought was super catchy was the first one. I, I feel like I've heard people's opinion on it, like, on social media, and they don't really like it. I think it's it's catchy. Like, I don't dislike it. I like it. Just, but because it's catch, it's one of those catchy songs. And I like how he, I think that's the song where, he, yeah, he referenced to Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana in one of his um, verses. It just didn't stand out to me. Like, it didn't wow me, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's fine. Like, when I listen to an album, like, I feel like not every, like, you're not supposed to like every song. I feel like if you do, it's just like, I mean, it's just that good, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I see no problem with, like, not liking, like, every song here. But, like, this one was, it was decent. Mm -hmm. I'll give it that. The second one was interesting because I thought the beat and, like, had similar rhythm to La Santa with Daddy Yankee from his other album. And I, and I liked that song a lot. So I was, like, really intrigued that, like, I don't know. To me, it sounded similar, but at the end, though, it gives me very retro, like, 80 vibes. Okay, yeah. I thought the beat, whatever they used at the end, like, it just, like, it sounded, like, very 80s to me. What are other pressing uh, feelings you have towards this album? But I just feel like I have such high standards for his work. Mm -hmm. Like, I expect it to be, like like amazing every time but that's just like me comparing it to his other projects but if i'm looking at solely at this without considering anything else then yeah for the most part i would say is it's good oh how about we rank them out of his four albums that he's come out in less than two years por siempre yo hago lo que me da la gana las canciones que no iban a salir and el último tour del mundo rank them all right i'd rank this third to last los que no iban a salir technically isn't like an album it has no no concept really it should be last just because for that reason because it's just something he threw together he didn't put really any any time or effort or any theme behind it it's just literally songs that weren't going to come out ultimo tour del mundo number three i think i'd give a slight edge to por siempre mm. so that's number one and yo hago lo que me da la gana is number two what about you i'd put yo hago lo que me da la gana first and then this one el ultimo tour del mundo and then por siempre and then las que no iban a salir why'd you put this so high it's interesting because I really like it. It really fits my vibe. The last song. What the fuck was that? I'm sorry, but like... Okay, I was like, same. That song <laughs> was a little... Okay. Like, what the fuck? Like, only he... I feel like we're, we're not Bad Bunny. We're not in his mind. I feel like he can only understand and explain that one. Yeah, for sure. I feel like with that song, it might be like... <laughs> uh, what was the word I used? I feel like it was like an homage, like a tribute to like his Puerto Rican culture. Oh, of course. Um, and also because how... Like literally, like and ev like typically, everyone thinks about like Thanksgiving. They think about Christmas right after that. So I feel yeah. like the timing of when he dropped it fits why he might have added that song. And it was just like an extra song. I saw a lot of. I'm like this. There is so many memes about this album. Like it was great. Another <laughs> meme, you know. I keep talking about these damn memes. Yeah, it's, no, memes <laughs> are good. Memes are like how we find news nowadays. For real. No, with this song, so much of like TikToks and memes about how like oh that like them it's like them waiting for Bad Bunny to come on that last song, and then it's like them going through their whole day pretending that they're listening to the song the whole day, and it's like nothing by the end of the day. It's like yeah, you ain't getting him for that one. I was those people, not like waiting all day, but I was just like okay, like when's he gonna come on? <laughs> yeah, I think for me what made it kind of weird is because when I listen to the album, like the first couple times I listen to an album. I always listen to it straight through because I feel like placement of order in like an album always I feel like there's some type of significance to that. Like yeah. artist doesn't just put those certain songs in certain order. So I always listen through the album fully through in the order that it goes in a couple times. Mm -hmm. 
And it was kind of weird because whenever that song would come on, I feel like I just wouldn't even notice. I was just like, it kind of was just like background music to me at that yeah. point. <laughs> because that's how I usually listen to like new music. Like I'll listen to it and while I'm doing something and just kind of like vibing, hanging out. And once I've kind of, the way I tell I like music is if it catches my attention. And with that song, it wasn't catching my attention. So I just kind of played through. I thought like when, when I listened to it the first time and it came to that one, I thought, like, the album was already over and it jumped to, like, Spotify's, like, recommended music. Like, when you finish, like, a project or something, I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, well, this is over. Like, why did it play like this? I, I don't really listen to Puerto Rican music. Like, mm-hmm. why would it switch to this? And then I look and I'm like, wait, no, this is part of the album. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was just so confused. I guess, like, the best possible way. I don't know. It would just, it didn't, I did not expect this. You put it in there for a reason. Like yeah. you said, track lists are, I think, very important. Mm-hmm. They don't just, like, put a song here, a song here for, like, no reason. There has to be some sort of significance. Yeah. And there may not be a significance to, like, the public or his fans, but to him, there's a significance. And then that becomes another thing of, like, people looking for, like, theories and, mm-hmm. con- and like, not con- maybe controversies, but, like, like, I know, like, another artist, it's not, like, she's not a gatonera, but um, Ariana Grande, like, there's always people talking about different theories about her, her album. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Because I've never heard of these. That's why oh, I, like, that like in certain songs that she'll like she played cricket, the sound of crickets in like the background of one of her songs, and people were like linking that to a song that Mac Miller had did that was called Crickets or had cricket sounds in it. Something to do Jesus with crickets, Christ, like bro. stuff like that, or like yeah, or like different like background. Yeah, that was just. One I, I feel like that's of. too much. Like, <laughs> but like I kind of feel like that's that's something that like. It makes sense. It's not like a wild theory. To oh, me. okay. So they're not like. Do some of them get wild though? Like some, yeah, like, like out of the yeah. park. Okay, yeah. That one makes sense. I I could see that because obviously she was with Mac. Mac unfortunately passed mm-hmm. away, and it's like okay, okay. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, for now, what I think of is like what's what's next for him. Like, where does he go from here? Because mm-hmm. I feel like he's done it all, musically speaking. I feel like for sure he's gonna be quiet. And I he's not quiet though. He was quiet before the album came out. Now he's just gonna be posting on socials like he normally does, like his little random shit that he posts. I love that. Like especially during quarantine, like initial quarantine, it was so nice seeing him post a lot. But I feel like he's gonna be trying other things, branching out. Yeah. Doing things that he's been aspiring to do. I'm very excited for him, for his um, sneaker launch with Adidas. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to he's gonna go crazy on social media for that. For real. And hopefully the pairs aren't limited like they were with the Crocs. Mm-hmm. What was it, like 300? Yeah, we they're reselling for like 300, some sh- things some, like some that. like that. Something like that. But that's an, like an insane amount of money. Like who would pay $300 for Crocs? Mm-hmm. like don't even get me started on crocs i don't like them like as it is but like i understand i understand why people like them yeah i mean he likes them a lot yeah so. they're comfortable from what i've heard mm-hmm. so yeah. i get why people like them they're just not my thing in particular but i get it oh my god one more thing i feel like we got to talk about okay because i'm genuinely concerned as a listener and a fan Mood. like okay okay the little nursery rhyme at the end like oh in my the god yeah song what i want to know what he what he's like what does he say? Like I have it right here, actually. Okay, he's like. Chachi Morena, Chachi Morena, eh? Bad Bunny se llevó todos los premios y el cabrón ni fue. What the fuck was that? I don't. I can't do it. It's like weird. Like I'd have to listen to it. Basically, he just says that. 
But Bunny took all the all the awards, and that fucker didn't even go. Yeah, but like, basically. Where? But like, what what I'm confused is like, okay, he won all the pre- all the premios. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. I get it. Like, <laughs> he won all the premios. He won all of the awards, but for what award show? Because I, don't know. I mean, he did win a couple stuff for the Billboard Awards, but it's like. That Billboard Awards were on Sunday, and he released this on Thursday night. Within those four days, was he able to, like, come up with this verse? I I highly doubt it, but, like, you never know. But it's, like, maybe it was something from before that I just can't think of. Because, I mean, with Aladdin Grammys, that was kind of, like, a mm, disappointment. Rubbery. Yep. Anyway. Maybe so, last yeah. year? Last year? Some award show last year, perhaps? I, I couldn't tell no, you. No, because he didn't have anything. Oh, maybe he did. Oh, I mean, what? I, yeah, I don't know. For siempre, maybe? Final thoughts. I Final think thoughts. this album was great. Great piece of work. Really tested. Ooh, one more thing I want to talk about. Just because okay. R.I.P. to this legend. Go check out his Netflix series or movies documentary mm-hmm. from what Walter Mercado, the astrology guy. Oh, yeah. I TV never saw it. Up. I never oh. saw it. It looks good. Yeah, it was really good. He did, like, a sound uh, sound sample from, like, maybe, like, an interview he did. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was exactly from, but I thought that was a cute little tribute to him as well. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. I didn't expect it. And at first, I didn't know who it was. And I'm like, oh, and then when you said, it's Walter Mercado, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like, it was kind of like one of those, like, aha moments, I guess. Like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Growing up, I, I would occasionally see him on my TV. I don't know, my mom would, like, watch his shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know, like nostalgia, I guess. Yeah, for everyone. But yeah, I feel like overall this mm-hmm. album was really good, really fit my vibe. I feel like the more I listen to it, the more I am going to fall in love with this because I already really like it. I'm not like in love, but I really like it. And I feel like the more I listen to it, I'm going to fall in love with it even more. Oh, wow. It's not bad. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's not bad. It it for sure doesn't fit my usual type of vibe of music. But, I mean, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's good for for me or for anyone else who like has the same issue that I have that I kind of listen to the same stuff. I know people that really fucking hate it. Really? Yeah, I've seen some stuff on Facebook and stuff or like Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. You know. I've what? heard all good things. So I'm not gonna be like you're following. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I guess they, the people I follow don't like it. But yeah, overall, if I were to give it a rating out of ten, I'd give it a solid. Eight. An eight? Wow, that's higher than I expected from you. Yeah, like I'm telling you, like I like it, I do, but it's just like, it, it's different. But yeah. like, an, I still appreciate it for what it is. Like mm-hmm. one of the most, I can call it honestly one of the most experimental reggaeton albums I've ever heard. But is it actually is it categorized under reggaeton? I think it should be. I don't know why it wouldn't. I consider it reggaeton at the end of the day. But yeah, mm-hmm. eight out of ten. That is my. That is my rating. What would you give it? 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would bang. 10 out of 10. 10, yeah. 10 out of 10 would bang. Yeah. Okay. Bang, bang. Ski, ski. Oh, one more thing. I don't know if this is just like a conspiracy or just like a random connection. Like. Okay. But if you are in tune with the American rock pop music. American rock pop music. Marilyn Manson released an album called The Last Tour on Earth in 1999. That was probably five years after his first album came out. I don't know how, I don't know much about him. But looking at this, he released his first album in 1994, and then this album comes out in 1999. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he released his album in 1999, so I don't know like 
That's a five-year difference. The album cover for this is very, like, similar to Bad Bunny's. Like, darker, but dark feet. Looks like red. Dark dark tones with, like, reds and oranges. And and obviously, Bad Bunny's, he has the front of the truck. Mm-hmm. But in Marilyn Mas- Manson's, he has a black background. It looks like a stage with a cro- with a burning cross. And then there's people at the bottom. With, oh, wow. like, it looks like a concert type thing. Had that same color contrast with like the orange and red tones with the darker tones. I don't know. I saw that on. It was TikTok, right? On TikTok, I don't know. Thought it was interesting. I thought it was very interesting too. Yeah, I would. I think Marilyn Manson's reason for calling it like the the literally it's like literally called the last tour on earth, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think because in two thousand everyone thought the world was gonna end. Oh yeah. Because of Y two K. Okay. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. And then Bad Bunny, same thing. He called it. El último tour del mundo, because he literally, what did he say? He literally thought the world was going to end because of COVID, right? Or yeah, some shit. there was an interview <laughs> that we saw, and he was literally saying how when he came up with the title for this song, it was, it was the beginning of the pandemic, no one really knew what was going on. And he's like, pues, uh, like, el último tour del mundo, whatever. Yeah. This is el fin. Yeah, el mundo se va a acabar, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I don't blame him. I feel like a lot of people felt that way, too. Real, no, no one knew one... what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Not even our president knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. Like it was, it was a very, very crazy time. He had to have drawn some inspiration from that, because it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just too similar. It goes back to the whole theme around this album. It's like that rock indie vibe, and then Marilyn Manson's obviously rock. Yeah. So I feel like there's some influence there. Definitely, hundred percent. There's definitely some influence there. I would agree. I wouldn't even call this a conspiracy theory, because I feel like conspiracy theories usually have like no like solid evidence, but I feel like this does. Yeah. Those are basically our thoughts about the album. Um, but I can't wait to see what else he comes out with. Like, only, literally only time will tell at this point. Yeah. Just because he's so, like, mysterious about everything. Yeah. That's an, a good element to have. I it feel is. like before, everyone was per- very predictable. And he's not. He made, it, he made it cool to be mysterious. Yeah. All right, like, we end off every week. We're going to do songs of the week. I know you guys haven't heard that shit in a while. So, for me... Well, actually, Issa, why don't you go? Why don't you tell us, like, a song you've been bumping, like, maybe this past week? something like that all right so my song of the week it's two of them actually and it's from this album malita pobreza because it's a banger probably my number one from this album and then the song following that on the track list is la noche de anoche with rosalia i think just the story to that song it has a good story yeah i feel like the story and the message behind that song is really sweet and touching to many people so it's relatable very which relatable end, which at the end of the day that's what you want in a song mm-hmm. yep so those are my top two what about you mr tash you know what i'll give you my favorite track from the album and i'll give you like my actual song like of the week okay okay so my favorite track i would say is probably te deseo lo mejor yeah that was a good one hey that's like following that one following the first two i just mentioned yeah Oh, that's ironic. That's funny. Yeah, I would say that's my favorite one. And it's weird because, like I said, I don't like being in my feels. But this song, like, makes you be in your feels. But it's like, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. it's just like, I accept it. And it's fine. Like, I don't know. That's what I really liked. Mm-hmm. And my actual song of the week is probably Strawberry Kiwi from Rao's most recent album. I thought cool. it was like, I thought that was a really good song. That whole album is just fucking amazing. I love that album so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, strawberry kiwi. That cool. was cool. Sounds like a vodka flavor, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good song. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow all our socials at Urbaneton Podcast on Instagram. Facebook is just at Urbaneton. All right, guys. And if you haven't already listened to the album, we're going to make a little playlist of literally just the album. Check it out if you haven't listened to the album already. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.